Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. And this podcast is called The Feminist Critique. Are you sure? Do you want to try this again? No. God damn it. We're going to... We're gonna do it live. Do it live. <laughs> um, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, so this is I'm fun. Gracie, and I'm Ashleen, and I just messed up. But you know what? This movie is messed up, so it works. Trash. Okay. So um, this week we are doing blood and chocolate, and it's all mixed up because usually Gracie says, you know, what movie we're gonna do. But yeah, podcast. It's about. Um, us putting movies to both feminist and inclusive tests and then asking if the movie is good and you guessed it, it ain't a good one. Oh, I have many, many, many things to say about this. Again, you know how I started off Ellen Enchanted telling you a little story about Baby Gracie really loving the book and then hating the film? Yeah. Same energy. Same energy with this movie. Um, and uh, again, the most unfortunate thing about both of these films is it has Hugh Dancy in it, who I think deserves way fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he's one of those actors that definitely deserves more of a profile than what he has. But like, I'm grateful he has some sort of profile at all. I mean, but he like, was gorgeous in this movie, so. It's those boyish curls and that mm-hmm. scruffy cheek. Dude, I had such the hots for him in high school. Like, when I saw that they had cast him as Aiden, I was like, he looks a little too old to to be Aiden, but, like, he's hot, so I was willing to forgive it. Like, I remember this was, like, the first time I had the internet to the point where I could actually research shit as far as what the movie was going to be about. Like, I was really on top of who was being cast, you know, after they announced the film. Like, I followed this from back to front (laughs) like and i was so disappointed when i watched it (sighs) all right so my heart so what happened when you did you go to the theaters to watch it no no this one i bought the dvd i had my mom buy the dvd and i remember sitting down and being so excited and eating my popcorn this movie came out when i was a uh, sophomore in high school so yeah here, here I fucking am, just like, oh my god, yes! I was so sad. I literally was so angry when I finished watching it. I was like, it's not even like the book! <laughs> like, I was so pissed! Um, so yeah, uh, anyway. This movie was directed by Katia Von Garnier. Katia has also done... Iron Jawed Angels, uh, Windstorm, Bandits. She's done two movies uh, called Ostwind. Um, she's German. She's a German filmmaker. Uh, Iron Iron Jawed Angels, I think, it was like an HBO original film or something like that. Yeah, it's the only... It's this one and that one that were like the only American uh, mm-hmm. movies that she has directed. I think all yeah. the other ones are our German. Uh, I think this was uh, supposed to be her big break, and it was... Uh, this movie was was written by Aaron Kruger. Um, Aaron Kruger has also written for 
The Ring, 2002, also wrote on Dumbo, wrote on Top Gun Maverick. Um, so they've got an interesting mix, uh, interesting mix of good and bad. Um, and then it was also written by Christopher Landon. And Christopher Landon has also worked on things like Paranormal Activity and Happy Death Day and Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. So he seems to be a writer for horror films and especially horror comedies. Because he's also written the new movie Freaky that's coming out, which is about a teenage girl ending up switching places with a homicide uh, like serial killer. Oh, so. yeah, so they essentially did, like, Freaky Friday, but... Uh, what if one of them's a serial killer? Yeah, so he, he seems to do horror comedy. That's his genre. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this movie star is Agnes Bruckner. Agnes Bruckner has been in other things, like the Anna Nicole biopic, uh, recently has been in The Returned. She played Chris Jenner in The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, um, which is... <laughs> A terrible movie that turns the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson into a horror film. Ew. Yeah. Um, it's bad. Uh, she doesn't have a really great, uh, a really great, like, um, repertoire. And Ashley and I were watching this movie going, you know that she thought this movie was going to be her big break because it was coming out right around the same time as Twilight being very popular. You know. <laughs> How unfortunate. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hugh, I, I, I just, and I'm going to be honest, I think she was the weakest actress in the entire film. Yeah. Um, Hugh Dancy is also in this movie. Hugh Dancy has been in the TV show Hannibal. Um, he's been in El Enchanted, of course. We've already talked about that. Recently, he's been working on a TV series called The Good Fight. He was in Homeland. Oh, so he, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, that means he's in the same TV show as, uh, Claire Danes. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Um, Olivier. We did. Olivia Martinez, uh, plays Gabriel. Olivier has been in movies like Unfaithful and Taking Lives, uh, the Copaganda film SWAT, <laughs> and The Physician. Um, just gonna skate past that. Uh, Cassia I mean, Ryman plays. That's, I- a, As- that, that's the thing. He's been like married and like been with a lot of people that are well known, but he's not well known. Like right. he was married he's- to Halle Berry. Uh, he dated uh, Mira Savino. Servino. And then mm-hmm. um, also Kylie Minogue, which are like, they're sort Bigger of names than him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the only other person that I think is worth mention- mentioning is Brian Dick, who plays Rolf. And he's been um, in a lot of British TV. Uh, he's been in Capitol, Wolf Hall recently, um, Silent Witness, uh, All the Small Things, Inspector Lewis. Uh, sold so he's he he really does like the tv circuit which is cool you know do what you gotta do tv is just as valid um and that's pretty much it as far as like big names again there's not there are no big names in this movie uh i think hugh dancy is the biggest one out of all of them yeah i guess the ones um yeah that's that's kind of it like there's 
There's nobody. <sighs> no, this movie, like, it, it had, like, a low budget. It was, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so, so it starts wait, off. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't done the Rotten Tomatoes reveal. Oh, okay. So, Rotten Tomatoes score. Eleven <laughs> percent and fifty-two percent audience. I'm guessing the fifty-two percent that said it was good did not read the book. No, <laughs> like, like no. I refuse to believe they've read the book because if they had read the book, they would hate it. Oh yeah. Um. So now we can talk about this movie. Okay, so it starts off right in Colorado. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, it starts. <laughs> what? Starting out with a fucking vine. <laughs> Colorado. I'm a giraffe. Okay. Anyways, no. It, but it does start in Colorado, right? And um, basically, being murdered. Yeah, which they don't really talk about that like all that much, but. Essentially, she was nine years old. Her parents and her two siblings are murdered by two hunters. They burn down the family house. She escapes. And then, um, like, because she was initially born um, in Romania, but they had emigrated to America. Now, because she's orphaned, she moves back to Romania to live with her aunt, who owns a chocolate store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Vivian is 19 years old in the movie. Um, in the book, she's fucking 16. They don't live in fucking Romania, but whatever. Fine. I'm going to say right now, if you've read, if you've never read the book, it's fine. The literally the only thing, the only thing the book and the movies having the movie have in common are the names of the characters. Ages are different. Setting is different. The whole entire fucking plot is different. It's just all completely fucking different except for the names. Okay. Um. Um. So then the other thing that happens is she moves in with her aunt Astrid, who is the former mate of the wolf, like the werewolf packs leader. Uh, Gabrielle, who, like, leaves her after seven years to choose a new mate. So, like, he has, he's, like, he chooses one every seven years or something, right? And it's, like, accordance to pack law or something, it's really weird and gross. It doesn't exist in the book. So, like, it's completely arbitrary. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, But, like, he... He does return once in a while to, like, go and have sex with Astrid, so okay. And Astrid hangs on to him. Yeah, like, she is really... Please, she is really in love with him. Well, they had a kid together too, right? Which that's also true. And their child and he is disgusting. Rolf is the worst. Like, Rafe is terrible. He's also gross because, like, they go to this industrial club every so often. And, like, that's where a bit of the movie, like, starts off where they're, like, in this club dancing. And then there's this girl who is in a red dress. She doesn't even have a name. Like, she's just the girl in the red (laughs) dress, right? And because, and she's, like, kind of a tease to Rolf. And she's, like, 
uh, yeah, you wish you had this, right? And then she, like, goes off to dance and he's, like, pissed off. But also, Rolf, like, says a bunch of gross shit to his cousin. Oh, my God, I know. Vivian is literally sitting there drinking some fucking absinthe and he's like, yeah, I bet Gabriel can't wait to fucking, like, top your ass. And I'm like, motherfucker, she is your cousin. That is your father. Yeah. Stop. Like, it's really gross. Stop it. Stop. Get some help. (laughs) So what ends up happening is after Vivian um, leaves... Rafe and the other uh, teenagers, there's five of them all together, Rafe included, go and they just start harassing this woman who teased him. And um, Vivian ends up stepping in and saves her, tells her to go home. But she has dropped her her purse and the purse has her hotel key in it because she is a tourist. So later on, Rafe ends up going to the hotel room and fucking murdering her yeah yeah it's yikes like it's so unnecessary completely but you know violence against women why not we have to make sure you know how much of a piece of shit Rafe is but then what really fucking kills me about this movie is later on they try to like redeem him because his father is so hard on him and it's like fuck off he's terrible Like, when he dies later on in the movie, I'm not sad. No. No, he's a terrible character. Um, Yeah, and then there's, like, also... There's a lot of, like, weird shit going on or whatever, right? So, anyways, there's, like, a prophecy or whatever that, like... um, That, like, a woman would bring a new, you know, age of hope to the wolf plaque. And Mm -hmm. then Gabriel thinks that that's... Vivian, who is his mate's or like his former mate's niece and mm-hmm. the cousin to his son. And it's like he's technically her uncle, and the uncle is like thirsting for her. And it's just gross. Like he is a man like in his mid 40s, and she's supposed to be 19. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, now, in in the original novel, there is an age gap of 16 and 24. It's not good. It's it's not a good age gap. I'm not condoning it at all. Um, but also, he doesn't think of her in a sexual manner in the book. It's just, you know, like, one day they are supposed to get married because of fate and destiny and all that bullshit, which happens a lot in these kind of books. Um, especially if they're geared toward a YA audience. Um, I do wish that we would kind of quit doing that with YA books in particular, where male characters are so much more older than female characters who are like 16 to 18. And I am guilty of loving books like this. I I can think of two by the same author where there's like a hundred hundred year old character with an eighteen year old and like I know it's a problem. It's very problematic. I just Listen, wish- I just want like a demon man to come and <laughs> like hang out with me and even though I'm like in my twenty well thirty in my twenties. <laughs> <That's laughs> at right. the time That's I was right, in my twenties. Like twenty five, it's cool. I'm, I'm t- I look like I'm 25, guys. Oh my you god! Do. You um, do. You have such a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> but but 
I mean, like, that's just my dream that, you know, like some sort of unearthly being will uh, take me away from this goddamn nightmare that is real life. Okay. Just let me have this. Yeah. It's, it's It's been a fucking year. I'm not going to knock you for it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, Vivian ends up, like, one night meeting, uh, she goes into a church, and she ends up meeting Aiden, who is in the church doing drawings, and they have kind of, like, a back and forth, and then he's, like, instantly, like, oh, man, she's hot, I'm gonna, you know, hopefully see her again one day, and then they kind of have a couple more meet-cutes. I mean, none of it really matters. Uh, Well, that's the thing, like... He is a graphic novelist, and at one point she's like, "Oh, your comic books," and he's like, "Actually, it's a graphic novel. It's different. Um, They're the same, but, but also graphic he, novels and comic books. Read them at your heart's content. They're valid as books. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's all I essentially read. So, um, but Aiden is like researching um, the werewolves or the. Um, whatever the French name is for them, for his latest novel. And um, he, like, is really pursuing her. Like, there's a part where he goes to the... He, like, runs after her. She's, like, running away. Because he had seen her, like, in a market or whatever. And she was, like, she was wearing, like, the ugliest sweater ever. But whatever. She goes running off. And then um, he follows her. And then there's, like a ribbon that falls from the sky and he catches it and he's like oh where does you know like this weird ribbon right turns out it's from the chocolate place that her aunt owns that she works at so that's how he's able to find her and he just like walks in and he's like hey let's go out and she's like no and he's like, yeah, and but then like, he dips his fucking finger in the chocolate. That is not d- sanitary, sir. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, her hair was not up properly oh either, God, and she was not wearing me. a hairnet. Only people who worked in food service industry understand the pain of watching someone hovering over delicate chocolates or food and their hair hanging loose. <laughs> Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Um so yeah and uh he's like yeah let's go out and she's like no and he's like come on. And then she wants him to leave because her cousin is in the shop or whatever, right? And she doesn't want him to get involved cuz her cousin's a psychopath, the weird incest dude. Um so she agrees and she's like okay we're gonna meet this place this place at this time and he's like okay cool so he goes off and then or like Rafe comes in and he's like who is that and it's nobody oh it's it's, it's so dumb I think what really kills me about this movie is just how all contrived and bullshit it is like gotta be honest Hugh Dancy and um the the girl that plays Vivian no chemistry oh my god you guys think that edward and bella don't have chemistry in twilight or anna and christian don't have chemistry like they have more chemistry than these two together oh my god like it never sells it never sells like i felt payoff when we watched stardust I felt like the love story was earned. I felt like it was genuine. There was chemistry. There mm-hmm. is zero chemistry here. And we're no, supposed to it believe is, that they're absolutely is, in love with each other. Yeah, like you have to uh, 
think that these two love each other and like no man it is so bad and it and it's uh, i think it's because agnes is like not a great actress she's um, not yeah so and i mean Hugh Dancy is just, carries every scene he's in too he really like, does <laughs> and that's not saying much because he doesn't really have that much to do this whole movie doesn't have that much to do. Also, oh, too, let's talk about that goddamn fucking wolf changing scene. Okay, so, like, <laughs> there is a moment where they're, like, essentially at the woven temple or whatever. I don't yeah, fucking they, know. They're going on a hunt for this human, and the human is a bad guy who gives drugs to children. So we're supposed to be glad that they're killing them. Yeah. But what so ends up happening is they start chasing them. They don't give them a 10-second head start. And that's oh, not yeah, fair, you guys. Exactly. And we counted, okay? Because we were like, Seven okay, seconds. you have to give the guy, like, at least a 10-second te- head start, right? But, seven. like, by 7 and 8, they were already, like, running into the woods. And I was like, that's not fair, okay? So Even in Among Us hide and seek, you have to wait 10 seconds. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, he goes, like, running off into the thing, right? And they're chasing after him in, like, human form. And then they, like like jump into the air and they're almost like diagonal and it's like uh i'm free free falling (laughs) and they like change into wolves and it's the worst cgi i've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life of like these humans changing into the wolves and they also used real wolves for this right so like they're not even cool looking and like i mean wolves are cool looking but like I don't know. In this movie. Was it just me or did those wolves look like really thin? Like they didn't look like they were fed that well. You know what I I mean? I don't know. I don't know for sure. They they could have been a smaller breed because there's different breeds of wolves. They could have been a smaller breed versus like um you know like the 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 gray wolves of the United States or something. Yeah, like, I just feel like for a for a wolf breed, they should have used something maybe a little bit bigger. But like I guess that's what they had, you know. Yeah, um, it was um, terrible. So also one of the things about this movie. This movie shouldn't be called Blood and Chocolate. This movie should be called Parkour the Movie. Yes! Oh my god! Ashley there was is so... literally going parkour, parkour, parkour. No, no, no! I was going hardcore parkour, hardcore parkour. Because like there'd be parts where like they'd be jumping and running and like doing parkour or whatever. For but, no like, there reason, was no, like jumping there was off no sides of point. buildings. Yeah, I was like, why are they doing this? Like, why are they doing parkour? They don't have to. Like, at all. Well, like, I feel... Was this during the time when parkour was starting to get, like, really cool or something? I think so. Like, I think it was, like, freshman year high school when you started seeing, like, parkour videos on YouTube and stuff. Like, parkour videos on, like, Tosh.0 and stuff. So I think that's when, like, it became a thing to film yourself on a building because you got to remember, this is around the same time that we're starting to get the first, like, iPhones and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're getting smartphones, you're getting very portable cameras to film your ass doing dumb shit like this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's terrible. The stunt work was lousy. The, the fucking fight scenes were horribly choreographed. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was, it was all bad. I, 
Like, I don't even care. Like, what ends up happening with Aiden and Vivian is Aiden um, ends up being told to leave fucking town because she's promised to another man. And when he refuses to do so, Gabriel sends Rafe after him. And then he ends up getting to, into a fight with Rafe in this church. And there's this scene where he's jumping off of the balustrade with his silver necklace against Rafe's neck. And it looks like he's like, it, it looks so dumb because he's holding mm-hmm. a fake stuffed wolf as he's falling. And it's, <laughs> it's so silly. It's so silly. And then like, um, uh, <laughs> yeah like that's the thing like oh and they're like they did go on that date or whatever but like let's be real who the fuck cares like who the fuck cares i I zero zero fucks like all that ends all that really matters is um he ends up being like arrested by gabriel's men um and brought to be hunted and like he ends up getting away um and vivian helps him but then he doesn't realize vivian it's vivian and he yeah. slices her arm so now with she's the got silver sil- with so she silver. has silver poisoning yeah so he has to like carry her to safety they end up they end up robbing a pharmacy pharmacist best character best character okay so that's the thing too right we get to this pharmacy right and this pharmacist character is just like fucking like you find yourself in very furry situation situation or like hello my furry friend or whatever like he was just (laughs) slapping out these puns like it was all it was the best i was like yes mr pharmacist and then like the pharmacist ends up helping um like uh what's his face uh aiden Aiden. Uh, by gunpoint granted huh oh yeah by gun pointed but he does like he ends up giving the antidote to vivian but then aiden uh, and him start making silver bullets with like all of the the film stuff that. Has well, no, he, he um he ends up burning the the film down. He just happens to have silver bullets. The the film mm. he uses to make silver dust essentially. So then oh, okay. he ends up at the factory where Vivian is being held in a cage that has definitely been used for BDSM purposes. I am one hundred percent sure. Oh yeah, Gabriel is a kinky bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, gross he is um so anyway aiden shows up there's this big terrible fight scene he throws silver in their eyes he like uh it gets to a point where he's injured and gabriel is like i'm going to kill you or something and vivian has the gun on him he transforms into a wolf and she's like i can't shoot him until gabriel lunges for aiden and then she kills him yeah well because yeah because they they weren't just at the factory they were like at the bar or something like the absinthe like, yeah there was yeah. Ad, like oh okay big old fire honestly i don't fucking care this movie should have just been about that pharmacist i want to know his <laughs> life okay his. how did he end up getting in with the loot loot gallery you know i yeah. want to like, know, know how you end up being blackmailed by a werewolf <laughs> Yeah, like, that would have been way more interesting. Like, you know, maybe he, uh, 
Maybe what happened was, you know, he was just living his, you know, normal pharmacist life. And then, like, Gabriel came around and was like, hey, I need this antidote. And he's like, um, that's weird. Okay. And he's like, you give it or, like, I'll kill you. And then, like, somehow he found out about werewolves. Or maybe, maybe he's in love with a werewolf. Like, he ended up uh, marrying a, were- a werewolf. And that's why a- um, Gabriel has it over him. Because... His wife's a werewolf, and he's like, uh, Gabriel's like, if you tell anybody about werewolves, like, we'll kill you, but you also have to be a pharmacist to us, just in case of silver poisoning. I'm just saying, that pharmacist, <laughs> 10 out of 10. This movie, 0. 0.5 out of 10. Negative. Negative, negative 100. Negative 100. <laughs> Fuck this movie. I um, hated... I hated this fucking movie. It also had, like, these weird camera shots where they would use, like, slow motion for no fucking reason. Oh, my it was, God, I know. It was weird-ass shots. A lot of static shots, too. Like, it, it wasn't very well-directed, like, at all. No, no. Um, I just want to share this piece of trivia with you, and it explains so much about the writing, okay? Oh, no, but I want to I wanna finish, like, the ending, right? Wow. So, like, after they kill everybody... Um, I still think that they Girl's thought car. there was going to be a fucking, yeah, a sequel. But essentially, they suggest that they take Gabriel's car and then the two of them are like, oh, well, where are we going to go next? And she's like, oh, let's, you know, go to Paris or whatever. So that's what they do. They go um, off to Paris and then, like, the they pass the um, the werewolves who bear their necks in respect believing that it's Gabriel in the car or something. It's really dumb. Fuck this movie. I don't give a fuck. Tell me that thing. Okay, so this would be screenwriter Aaron Kruger's last horror film before he began to write the Transformers movies. That explains so fucking much. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. Holy shit. Um, also, just so you guys know, Annette Curtis Klaus, the original author of Blood and Chocolate, um, had signed the rights over to make the have the film made, but she was not kept abreast of any of the production. No. Like at all. She had to keep up by by using uh, by using the 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 internet. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure she fucking hates it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking sure she hates it like if this was me if this was my work right i'd fucking hate it i I, like i hate it now (laughs) they they trashed like her book isn't like the greatest thing ever written but it is pretty decent and it's pretty you know it's got a decent storyline and like aiden and vivian don't end up together in the book aiden rejects her because she's a werewolf and he's like nah fuck that you know you're a monster you know yeah and gabriel's not evil gabriel is just like someone who happens to end up being the alpha in order to take control of like rafe and the other fab five who are killing people indiscriminately you know, mm-hmm. and then like the only reason that Vivian even ends up being his future mate is because she tries to break up a fight between her and her mom because her mom is still alive in the book. Oh, no, it like, was it was a fight between her aunt and her mom for yeah. Gabriel. 
and then she breaks it up and that's how she like becomes Ends up winning yeah yeah so she like had no like romantic designs on gabriel gabriel doesn't really have any romantic designs on her but they kind of like have no choice but to accept their future together and like at the end of the book when she's injured from saving uh gabriel or aiden from a bullet i can't remember who like he he talks with her about how you know he was once in love with a human and then what ended up happening is he transformed in front of her and accidentally killed her like he didn't mean to murder her but he accidentally you know did and he's got to live with that guilt for the rest of his life and so she realizes that it wasn't aiden she really loved she just wanted his acceptance because he was human and she wanted him to accept her for everything she was and he wouldn't do it yeah right so so it's it's a lot better written than the movie. Well, that's the thing. The characters, like, the only thing in common is, like, the names. And, like, the other thing, too, is um, Rafe is actually, like, in the book, he's actually Astrid's, like, lover or something. And, yeah, like, and there's another this- character that is also in this movie as, like, one of Rafe's gang who's actually supposed to be Rafe. His name's... It's uh, all... Yeah. It's all fucked. Um, okay. There is one thing good about this movie, and it has nothing to do with the movie. It introduced me to the art of Victoria Francis, because all of the illustrations in the movie that are supposed to be Aiden's are done by her. And Victoria Francis has the most beautiful, like, gothic vampire art. I love her stuff. I love her stuff. She's, she's the only highlight of this whole movie is the artwork. Yeah. That's it. That's the highlight of this movie. Um, so. Um, I think it's fair to say it doesn't pass any of the tests. I don't feel like going through them. <laughs> I'm no, tired. The, yeah, I'm tired too. And like, this movie was trash and I hated it. And I never want to watch this movie ever in my life. Like, I... Uh, and if you've never seen it, don't watch it. Don't. Just do not waste that hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Because it's not fucking worth it. It was the worst piece of shit. I, I, I hate that Gracie made me watch this. But to, be, to fair, be fair, it's to prove a point that like it's a terrible fantasy book adaption. Um, also, I have made Gracie watch some pretty terrible movies as well. So right, I can't right. complain too she's, much. She's like, Gracie, when have I ever made you watch terrible movies? And I was like, you made me watch The Room. And I was like, well, no, remember, I I was like, well, to be fair, I did make you watch The Room and you had said essentially the same thing. We said at the the same same time. time. So. But to be fair, even though I, I know in the room episode I said don't fucking watch it, honestly, at least that one's more entertaining because it's absurd. Mm-hmm. This was just boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, this uh, this movie was trash. Um, But I do want to add some trivia. The book was originally adapted into a script by Christopher Langdon, whose father, Michael Langdon, had the leading role in the film I Was a Teenage Vampire in 1957. Thanks, IMDb. You mean I Was a Teenage Werewolf? Yeah, that's what I meant. Werewolf. Shut up. Um, I was thinking Twilight. And then also the role of Vivian was originally offered to Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was like, yeah, nah, nah, not gonna. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's the movie. Um, yeah, uh, next week, um, we are doing a Christmas bonus episode, um, of that new Kirsten Stewart movie that I can't remember the name of, uh, because we are recording this, like, a month in advance of Christmas, (laughs) so (laughs) you guys just have to bear with me, I cannot remember the name of it to save my life, um, but the next movie to round out the month as far as our, uh, fantasy films, um, it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you watched it. So, just uh, just be aware that we will be talking about a certain turf. Yeah, um, a certain turf. But this was Ageline's idea, and I kind of feel like we do have to do it because Harry Potter was so instrumental in both of our childhoods, mm-hmm. um, and it is a fantasy book adaption. Um but I think we're really going to talk about the politics surrounding it more than the actual movie. I think everybody knows Harry Potter, so I don't think we have to really, like, go deep dive into the plots. Um, Other than that, yeah. um, so there is also the fact that uh, we are going to be switching some things up. We're going to stop posting things onto um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify when it comes to doing... The feminist critique but we are not ending the podcast it's just gonna be on twitch and we're gonna have it on the vod so you get to see our lovely faces while we talk about the movie um in the same sort of style right um mm-hmm. but except this time we'll have audience interaction so you guys will be able to like give us your opinions right off the top you oh know? exactly so. and like even and if you end up uh, not being able to come and check it out then you the can pod stay up for two months. Exactly. Exactly. So. so yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, um, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash feminist critique. Uh our Twitter is uh at feminist pod. I am on Twitter at South of Grace. Ajlene. I'm also on Twitter as Ajlene A I S L E N E S. And that's it. I'm tired. Let's go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Love you all, and we'll see you next time. Bye! And may your chocolate always be filled with blood. I don't know. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Okay, bye.